got a busy show ahead, so we aren't going to sit back and take a break. Let's dive right into y'all talk with an accent on all things Southern. Hope your Tuesday is going great. My name is John Rawl. I am the general of all things Southern. And if you are new to this program, for the next three hours, we're going to give you a combination of news, a combination today. We're going to be talking about Mother Nature. Got a storm working its way across Texas into Arkansas and Louisiana and other states as well over the next 24, 48 hours. We'll bring you all the latest that we know in terms of Nicholas. That's coming up. More headlines, more political headlines. We've got a Southern political report coming up on today's show all about the South. That is headed your way later in this first hour of the Y'all Show. We also have some good social media fun. It's called Hashtag Hullabaloo, and that's headed your way before the hour is up. Got lots of sports to get to today here in the first hour. We'll bring you all the latest on college football news, injury reports, and more. Some NFL news and notes that we'll be passing along all right here in hour number one. Hour number two today, in addition to continuing on with the sports coverage in hour number two, we've got the entertainment report. We've got some big news for something filmed in the Charleston, South Carolina area that we'll be passing along that, plus some country music news out of Nashville, Tennessee, coming your way. How about Carrie Underwood? She's back with the Sunday Night Football theme song, and we'll play a portion of that in our entertainment report at the start of hour number two. We also have, in hour number two, a Southern business spotlight. We're going to take you to CNBC, and they recently had a report out why food is getting more expensive in the United States. And producer Charlotte Morabito has filed this report. We're going to play a portion of it, and it will help explain why your groceries are going up And that's part of our Southern Business Spotlight coming later this hour. Also in hour, rather, that's hour number two. Also in hour number two, an update of what is on the homepage of the South. That would be y'all.com. Hour three today, we have a fun segment that we're going to be talking about, courtesy of kark.com. Which cities pay the most and least for cars? Are you in the market for a new car? Maybe you want a used car. We're going to tell you what cities pay the most and what cities pay the least for their automobiles. That plus a southern accent on the arts and entertainment world coming up in your final hour of today's program all about the South. If you want to get involved, it's pretty easy to do that. All you got to do is pick up that phone and text us. Our number is 803-816-1170. That is a number available for you to get in touch with us anytime. And we want you to call us, text us. If you're having a great day, we want to know about it. If you need a little inspiration, if you're having what we call in the biz a bad day, we want to hear from you. Let us know. Maybe we can help you through it. 803-816-1170 is the way to get in touch with us. Again, that website that we're part of is y'all.com. And right there at the y'all.com homepage, you'll find a nice, beautiful red and white tab called Y'all Show. Click on that. And you'll be able to access recent episodes of this, The Y'all Show, right at your fingertips. So The Y'all Show, available in podcast form at y'all.com. The Y'all Show, also in podcast form, available at a whole bunch of other really cool sites. For example, The Y'all Show is available right now for a free download at the iHeart app. Just search for Y'all Show. It's also available on the TuneIn Radio app. 
It's available on Spotify. It's available on Stitcher. And it is available on the Apple Podcast app. All of those require you to go find it. And you just type in your little search menu, y'all, that's Y-A-L-L, y'all show. And you should see our great little three-hour podcast available for you to listen to. You just click on the button, and you're off and going with three hours of deep-fried, down-home Dixie conversation. Thank you for being a part of the show here. Let's get into what's going on across the Southeast. As mentioned, Nicholas hitting Texas. Nicholas going to bring lots of rain. In fact, as this thing was coming ashore, it was already coming out with stories like the city of Houston could see a month's worth of rain just in the next couple of days. Nicholas's storm surge could bring five feet of water to coastal Texas. Louisiana, which has been hurt and hit and hurt and hit by storms in 2020, by Ida already this year. Louisiana, which doesn't need any more problems with rainfall and storms. The state of Louisiana could see heavy rainfall over the next couple of days. Watch out for flash flood striking in Texas and Louisiana. Arkansas also going to feel some impact from this thing. This thing's also going to move over into Mississippi and into that southern Mississippi portion of the Magnolia State down in the Hattiesburg area, Macomb. Look out, Natchez. Although it's high on the bluff there, looking out over the Mississippi River, shouldn't have too many flooding problems there. But I bet you across the river over there in Faraday in Louisiana, that delta of Louisiana is going to have a lot of rainfall come as a result of Nicholas in the next couple of days. My best advice, again, to heed the warnings, to heed the flood warnings, to heed possibly if you're in some of these coastal areas affected by the storm surge, heed those warnings and just be extra careful as this tropical storm Nicholas dissipates over the next couple of hours and ultimately will leave out of the south with and leaving the south with a lot more rainfall, a lot more problems, something Most of the folks in that part of the South are sick and tired of storms and rain and wind and damage and losing electricity and more. We feel you. To the upstate of South Carolina, a September 11th monument has been defaced by vandals. And this happened in Greenville. Deputies of the Greenville County Sheriff's Office are investigating the vandalism that happened Sunday morning. And the founder and CEO of Upstate Granite Solutions has gone out and surveyed the damage of this granite statue made of two towers. Each of these weigh 4,000 pounds, and it also has a light beam inside of it. I believe that thing might have been from the Ground Zero, and this thing is outside of a Greenville County business. I think it's Upstate Granite Solutions. The Granite Company constructed the memorial, which is surrounded by a thousand American flags, to commemorate the 20th anniversary of the September 11th terror attacks. And the owner of this, Kelly Nichols, said this monument was meant to show the community how much we care and to offer our support to our military and our first responders and to let people know there's still something to believe in in America. Hundreds of people had gone by and seen this thing on Saturday Saturday. 
But come Sunday morning, this large granite monument honoring September 11, 2001 victims defaced by vandals who spray-painted Taliban on it in two different places. What a low-life thing to do. And that happened over the weekend with these vandals defacing the September 11th monument in Greenville, South Carolina. Here's a kind of piggybacking on some of the talk about Louisiana and its problems that states had to go through with all the storms and weather-related issues in that portion of the South. Here's a story of Louisiana and a border state getting along and figuring things out. Louisiana charter captains affected by Hurricane Ida are going to be able to operate from the ports over in Mississippi through the end of the year as the Mississippi Department of Marine Resources has announced that they are going to help out their neighbors who've had a unfortunate impact on their business as a result of Hurricane Ida. Charter captains must hold a Louisiana charter boat fishing guide license, a Louisiana mothership license, or a Louisiana charter skiff license and follow all Louisiana regulations and requirements associated with those licenses in order to launch and land from Mississippi ports. That, according, again, to the Mississippi Department of Marine Resources. Any passengers fishing on board the vessels must have the appropriate Louisiana charter passenger or Louisiana charter skiff license. In order to fish in Mississippi territorial waters, a Mississippi charter for hire license must be purchased, that according to the department. But I guess if you've been somewhere, let's say, on the north shore of Louisiana and you've had some kind of guide company, a fishing guide company, and you're not able to go out offshore because of the problems in Louisiana with Hurricane Ida, Mississippi, you won't have to go far. Go over to Bay St. Louis. You can go into Biloxi or Gulfport, other cities, but essentially right there on the border, I guess Waveland is right on the Louisiana line with the state of Mississippi there. And you can go out from Mississippi's territorial waters and participate. Your charter boat can now go from Mississippi over into Louisiana if you're a Louisiana charter boat captain. Hmm. Forrest Gump would like to hear that story right there for sure we've got more headlines coming up throughout the day here on y'all talk with a southern accent but let's take a break when we come back we've got today's sports headlines we've got some updates on some injuries from this past weekend of gridiron action all that is ahead also before the hour's up some social media fun it's called hashtag hullabaloo and we got that coming y'all hold on Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Man, I'm 
says, come here and help me, help me, cause the man I love is gone, I'm so confused and worried, I can hardly carry on, oh, hard trouble, dark days, just can't last always, Lord. Oh, I said trouble in dark days Just can't last always oh, help me, help me So I'm gonna keep on struggling I know I'll see brighter days All right, we are continuing on with this Tuesday edition of the show that covers everything Southern. Now some sports news from across the Southland. And the Washington football team in the NFL, they placed quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick on injured reserve. And we're not sure at this point if it's going to be a long or short stay for Fitz Magic, as a MRI on Monday revealed that the longtime quarterback had a right hip subluxation. Ron Rivera said he'll see more doctors to determine the severity of the injury. And how long he's going to be sidelined. He'll have to be on injured reserve for at least three weeks. But he went down with a nasty, nasty lick when the Washington football team had a home game Sunday against the Los Angeles Chargers. A source is saying that Fitzpatrick is expected actually to miss closer to two months of play. He was injured in the second quarter in a 2016 loss to the Chargers. He was replaced by Taylor Henneke, who's going to start this week's game. The football team getting back in action pretty soon as they've got the Thursday night game on, I guess it's going to be on NBC. It gets a little confusing these days with some of the streaming options to see NFL games and such. But the football team taking on the New York football giants this week in an NFC East battle. When Taylor Henneke did come in and play a little QB. He completed 11 of 15 passes for 122 yards. Also, Taylor Henneke got a touchdown in his action from Sunday. But Ron Rivera, again, this is your defending NFC East champion Washington football team. And they have had so many problems with injuries. And and here they're relying on the former Old Dominion Monarch quarterback who went undrafted in 2015 but has made the most of his opportunity over the last few years as Taylor Henneke, the Lawrenceville, Georgia native, playing for the Vikings for a few years. He was able to play for the Texans and the Carolina Panthers for one year, then went the XFL route for just a brief moment, played for the St. Louis Battlehawks, and now for the last two years, has had an opportunity to be on the roster with Ron Rivera and the Washington football team. So watch for Taylor Heineke to be starting for Washington against the New York Giants this week. But again, all thoughts go back to what happened with Fitzpatrick and his injury. We wish him all the best. With his loss now going on the injured reserve, former Panther-turned-Washington football team quarterback Kyle Allen is going to serve as the number two quarterback, Kyle Shermer, signed to the practice squad of Ron Rivera's team there, or should I say his football 
team. <laughs> but uh, unfortunate injury there from the NFL on Sunday with a quarterback going down. Now, how about the NFL's opening week now that we've got week one in the books with the betting that's going on, with the legal market expanded? Sports betting hits record numbers during opening week of the NFL's season as the legal sports betting market in the country had its busiest four-day stretch ever with the NFL's kickoff. Geo Comply, that's a company that provides geolocation services to sports books. It tracked over 58 million online transactions that took place Thursday through Sunday with sports books in 18 states and the District of Columbia. That was a 126% increase from the same period at the start of the 2020 NFL season. And you wonder why, every time you cut on a broadcast, whether you live in one of these states where online betting is sports betting is legal or not, you're getting inundated with all of these ads, and that's why. By the way, New Jersey had the highest volume of sports book transactions. New Jersey, followed by Pennsylvania, Michigan, Arizona, and Illinois. Arizona launched its betting market Thursday, just hours before the Cowboys and Buccaneers started the season. That was pretty good timing there. And I know here in the South, there's still most of the states don't have this option, online sports betting. There are a few states I know where you can do it. Tennessee's one of them. And there's a lot of people making a lot of money going into Tennessee and pulling out their phone and and doing a little sports betting. You know what? There's also a lot of people losing their you-know-what, losing their shirt off of some of their sports bets. But I know the article here kind of has more of an NFL spin. I've got to think that college football had a big part, and part of the reason these numbers have gone up to where they are. And people, again, love their sports, and a lot of people, I won't say most, but a large number of folks love their sports gambling. And they're able to do this legally in so many states now. And don't look for that thing to decline. You're going to see more and more and more sports betting be legalized throughout the country. To some college football injury news, Texas A&M starting quarterback Haynes King is expected to miss several weeks with an ankle injury as he went down in the Aggies' win, a close win, 10-7, They had that victory over Colorado at Mile High on Saturday. And now the Texas Aggies are reporting that this redshirt freshman from Texas, the Texas native Haynes King, did have surgery on Sunday and is going to be out at least until mid-October. So A&M, which starts its SEC play against number 20 Arkansas on September 25th, the Aggies turning to sophomore Zach Calzada as a starting QB. After they play the, again, top 25-ranked Arkansas Razorbacks, Texas A&M has to face off against Mississippi State on October 2nd. They've got number one Alabama coming up on October 9th, and then the Missouri Tigers scheduled for October 16th. Calzada's first start is going to be Saturday when the New Mexico Lobos come over to Aggieland. Calzada in the game against Colorado was 18 of 38. He passed for 183 yards, did have a turnover, and he did have the late go-ahead touchdown pass 
to help get the victory over the Colorado Buffs there in Denver. His touchdown pass, an 18-yard pass to running back Isaiah Spiller, and that happened with just 2.41 left in the game, and A&M able to get a victory over the Buffs on the road but in a neutral site setting. But it does count, and that's pretty impressive to go there in a somewhat hostile environment and a kind of weird NFL stadium environment and walk out of there with a backup quarterback leading the way. Texas A&M is ranked number one in the SEC and number nine nationally in total defense last season. So that's that Aggie defense that Jimbo Fisher has helped put together that's going to, even though they're having to go to a backup plan for their offense, that Aggie stingy defense should help them get through this period of missing out with Haynes King sideline with injury for just a little bit longer. Now, the Texas Longhorns are going to have a different quarterback, but it's not because of injury. Steve Sarkeesian announcing Monday that Casey Thompson will replace Hudson Card as UT's starting quarterback. Card, who started the first two games on UT's schedule against the Arkansas Razorbacks, he was 8 of 15 for 61 yards, sacked three times. Texas went down in a big way to the Arkansas Razorbacks as the Horns lost in Fayetteville 40-21. to And now Casey Thompson, who's played in the second half against Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns there, he came in in that Arkansas game, ended up passing for 5 of 8 for 57 yards. He also ran 7 times for 44 yards and 2 touchdowns. And now the Sark man, Going to go with Casey Thompson as his heir apparent there. Sarkeesian said that he thought that Hudson Card was a little antsy in the pocket, and he said that they weren't great protecting him early on in the game, but Sark thought that he thought that he was a little antsy and missed some opportunities. And he said that the game could have easily gone a different direction than it did. Sarkeesian did add that both quarterbacks for his team will continue to both play but he thought it was fair to Thompson to let him get the start against the Rice Owls when the Owls come over to the 40 Acres in Austin for a game on Saturday. But right now, Texas sits at 1-1, one and one, and they fell out of the top 25 as a result of their thumping 40-21. to 21. The Horns go down to the Arkansas Razorback and a big surprise to a whole bunch of people out there, including yours truly was – I was – truly stunned if you will about what happened there on not the 40 acres they were at a road game but uh wow just uh, all i can say is wow <laughs> now to the bad side of some college football news mike norvell head coach of florida state he had his press conference for the week on monday he says his fsu seminoles are not going to quit on the season despite losing to the jacksonville state gamecocks of the FCS. Norvell described his team as sick to their stomach after losing to the Gamecocks from Jacksonville, Alabama. But Norvell, again, vowing that his players would not quit on the season in the face of such a dispiriting loss. Norvell took full responsibility for the loss to Jacksonville State, and that's FSU's first ever loss to an FCS program. Norvell said it was a teachable moment that they would learn from as they prepare to open ACC play this Saturday at Wake Forest. And if you haven't seen the highlight, 
the way FSU lost was nothing short of stunning because a 59-yard pass, of which it didn't go to the end zone, the guy caught it around the 12-yard line and was able to dodge two perfectly healthy, perfectly athletic FSU defenders who did not find a way to tackle him when he caught the ball at the 12-yard line. He left them shaking in their boots and was able to get into the end zone and stun the crowd there at Dope Campbell Stadium. I happened to be watching it live when it went down. It was pretty neat to see. I was happy. That was a good win for FCS Jacksonville State. I was also at their last – I was in person the last time Jacksonville State won against an FBS team. It was 2010, a team called Ole Miss, coached at that time by Houston Hutt to start the season. The Jack Crow-led Jacksonville State Gamecocks went over to Oxford for a season-opening game. Ole Miss controlled the game. The game should have been over with, but they let Jacksonville State hang around and ultimately – Jacksonville State, when it mattered most late in the game, pulled out every trick they had, pulled out every bit of luck they had. They were able to take the game into overtime. They went for two. They won first loss that Ole Miss had ever had to an FCS team and still the only loss that Ole Miss has ever had to an FCS team to Jack Crow and his Jacksonville State Gamecocks that in year 2010. The odd footnote. For Jack Crow, if that name sounds familiar, like Jack Crow, where do, where do I know that name from? Crow did end up coaching at Jacksonville State for a long time. But before he was at Jacksonville State, Jack Crow at one time was head coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks. And it was a season opening game in 1992 when Jack Crow was getting ready to lead his Arkansas Razorbacks into their very first fall as full members of the Southeastern Conference. He had a season-opening FCS opponent on the schedule. A little small school from Charleston, South Carolina, marched all the way from the Holy City to Fayetteville, and they played Arkansas. It was the Citadel Bulldogs under the direction of Coach Charlie Taft, and a guy named Judson Bomer made NCAA history in that game. His fumble return late in the game for a touchdown was college football's very first ever fumble return for a touchdown. I think it's called a scoop and score, but it was 1992 when that became a legal thing to do in college football. And Judson Bomer returned for the Bulldogs from Charleston, the Military College of South Carolina, the Citadel, got that touchdown and the Citadel was able to hold off Arkansas and the Citadel won over Arkansas on that September day 10 to 3 I think was the final score and guess what the very next day even though it was the season opening game the very next day Jack Crow got fired after one game of that season he got fired because he lost to the Citadel Bulldogs. You just don't lose to the Citadel if you're an Arkansas head football coach. So they fire him. Danny Ford comes in, kind of serves as a interim coach for a while. And Arkansas truly probably hasn't been the same since losing that game. And that's why anytime I'm in the natural state, I try to pull out my Citadel alumni shirt just to kind of rub it in. I was with an Arkansas 
alumnus just the other day. I never even mentioned because I almost have gotten in fights bringing up that game before. They were like, they thought I was not, they didn't think it, it was possible that, uh, yeah, maybe I went to that school that beat them, but I did. And again, Jack Crow kind of turned it around after getting his team and, and losing them in 1992 and getting fired the next day. It was, what, 18 years later, he goes into Oxford and he is the FCS team, the little small school that gets the big win against a mighty SEC team. Pretty neat. And Jacksonville State of 2021 is your latest Gamecock team to go and win against a big boy school. That's pretty neat. And that is why college football is so special. Today, the Gamecocks of JSU are under the direction of head coach John Gross, and he's done a fantastic job. He truly has. And his predecessor, Coach Clark, left JSU to go be the head coach at UAB, and UAB's done some amazing things under his command the last few years. So that is the story on college football. We'll have more sports excitement going forward. But I do want to say, since I'm picking on FSU, I do – have to point out a pretty cool thing that happened, even though it was a embarrassing, horrible loss. Did you hear about Brady Scott? He is a gigantic FSU football player. I think he's an offensive lineman, I think. There's a photo that's up of this great FSU football player in the seconds after Jacksonville State had just shocked the world. They had defeated his team. This FSU football player, Brady Scott, gets down on a knee in the end zone and proposes to his girlfriend. And while she's in shock and he's on his knee, the photo that's out on social media shows JSU players out at midfield celebrating just moments before they'd walked off a win against Brady's Florida State football team. Pretty crazy story, but... uh, we wish them all the best. In fact, Brady, to his credit, put out a tweet, and I love it. He put out a tweet that says, y'all want an invite to the wedding? And it's got a picture of this image. Brady Scott on Twitter, he's at BMScott21. Again, his tweet says, y'all want an invite to the wedding? Question mark? Yeah, I think he sent that to Barstool Sports. But he's got a wedding registry up at Crate and Barrel. So, yeah, I guess in this age of NIL, you can maybe pimp out CrateandBarrel.com and load up this fellow with lots of great gifts and more on his future married life. I assume his beautiful, I assume fiance said yes, and we wish the future Scots all the best, even though his football team right now certainly scratching their head yeah he better enjoy the hardware that he's going to get from being married because i don't think he's going to have any kind of other kind of jewelry to be slipping on his finger anytime soon that wedding band likely all he's got coming here here in the near future y'all talk with a southern accent john rawl here hope y'all are having a fantastic day when we come back we are going to continue the fun we've got some social media fun 
It's called Hashtag Hullabaloo. Before the hour is up, we've got a Southern political report, and it's all right here on The Y'all Show. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. couple of times a week, we, the gathered folks here at Y'all and the Y'all Show, have some fun when we look on social media and find some of the just dangest things out there. And we had a good laugh when we found an Instagram post from the Instagram account, what Allison said. <laughs> Allison, you're pretty funny. And she's got some good stuff that she's posting on her Instagram account. In fact, we just found something. That has the hashtags sweet tea, hashtag southern, hashtag God's nectar, and hashtag South Carolina. So you know it's going to be good coming from what Allison said and her Instagram post. It's big, giant, giant letters that say, hello, poison control. I just drank unsweet tea now that's pretty funny allison thank you very much and yeah it can be a shocking experience for some of y'all who are just loaded up on your sweet tea to have that experience of drinking unsweet tea especially if you don't see it coming by the way i got me a big beautiful glass of sweet tea right here it's i think this is 100 percent sweet tea i've kind of been cheating lately i've been trying to at least do half and half but this is, I think, let me, let me let me take a good sip here. Mm. Sorry, y'all didn't get the sound effect of that going in. But, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Sweet tea. Great, great little southern diner that I've found. And I'm not going to tell you where it is. Whew, I had today, whew, should I even admit this? It was beyond breakfast hours, and I had breakfast. And it was great. I had scrambled eggs and i had grits and i had city ham not country ham i had city ham go look that one up sometime and then i also had some biscuits and gravy 
And one of my biscuits I put strawberry jelly on. And I had uh, this tea to go along with it. So, yeah. And, in fact, the grits I love to spread on the scrambled eggs. But there were so many grits I had a lot left over. And I love grits. Grits are great. But sometimes when you have to eat them all by themselves, they're just not all they're cracked up to be. And you don't have to have much to fix that. So the great waitress that I had, I said, pardon me. Is it possible that I could get a piece of cheese And she said, let me have that. I'm going to go warm up some cheese and put it on top of there. And you know what? She did. And it was awesome. Pure tea awesome. So, yes, how about that meal? And I know there's some national chains out there that have their good southern breakfast available 24-7 in some cases. But if you've got those little local dives that have breakfast available not just during the breakfast time, what a treat. What a treat. Let's go to Amy, at Amy Starrott, and that is her handle on Twitter. Amy is an author, a night rider, a dog and plant lover, a hopeful humanitarian, an anxious introvert. She's in Atlanta. She's got 404 listed. She's a natural nature girl. Vax plus mask. Whoa, she's all into this now. Words are my own. And here's what Amy Sturratt has put out on social media this week. Y'all ready? As a Southerner living in Hotspotsville, which I guess she's talking about living in Atlanta, and keep in mind she's already come out on her social media profile and said that she's a vaxxer and a masker. As a Southerner living in Hotspotsville, I have to ask, Can we put the COVID vaccine in some mayo and pork products this three-day weekend? She's talking about the recent holiday weekend that we had. Chicken wings and white claw for extra insurance. Yeah, if that helps get the numbers up, uh, that's a pretty good idea, putting your COVID vaccine into some mayonnaise and pork products when we got these special weekends. Sounds good if that helps drive the numbers up. Again, her area, Atlanta, she calls it a hot spotsville. Don't know the latest numbers out of Fulton County, but hopefully maybe they found a way to do inject some of that COVID vaccine into some of the queue available. And I don't know about this white claw thing. I, I, I think that's I think women are more of the white claw class than the fellas. But if that'll help. And then chicken wings to go along with that sounds like a good plan there. Thank you, Amy, for sharing that here on the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent as we have a little hashtag hullabaloo fun. This again, the time that we get together a couple times each week and find these posts. And they come in from all shapes and sizes. And they all have a different agenda. And Amy Starrott's agenda is to get yourself vaccinated if it means wrapping it up in some maybe a bacon or some mayonnaise or some other kind of Q product. Tell Dr. Fauci you might be on to something there. We're going to wrap our one up of the Y'all Show right after this. Hold on. We've got to look at some Southern political news. That's ahead as the show about the South continues on. My doctor told me my blood pressure is borderline. I figured I could worry about it or do something about it. 
So I took control with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. It works safely and naturally to help maintain healthy blood pressure with a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals. And it's odor-free. I'm taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. A little country church on a two-lane road And a red bouquet Just married written on a blue Chevrolet Don't that make you want to fall in love Don't that look like a picture of us A match made in heaven if there ever was Don't that make you want to fall That just makes me want to give you my heart Every forever needs a place to start We are going to wrap up this first hour of our get-together about the South with some Southern political news. The good folks in Washington, D.C. are back at it this week as both the House and Senate, they've had to put their work clothes on and get back to the Hill as they've got some legislation to either pass or debate or fight over or something along those lines. Democrats in the United States House are planning a 26.5% corporate rate as part of a multi-trillion dollar tax hike as Democrats want to raise the corporate rate to this 26.5% as part of a nearly $3 trillion in tax increases to help offset the costs of their humongous spending package. That is the story filed this week on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. The House Ways and Means Committee also planning to call for a new 3% surtax on people making more than $5 million. That, according to sources familiar with Richard Neal, he's the chairman. He's the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee. And they're going to hopefully, if their plan works for their sake, increase the top capital gains rate to 28.8% from 23.8%. Basic, basic stuff here. And I hate to sound political here, but this is what happens when you have liberals slash Democrats in charge versus when you have conservatives in charge. Liberals slash Democrats like to raise taxes. They like to create more and more programs. And generally, the conservatives are about cutting taxes, and they're about cutting back government oversight. I assume most of the country is perfectly happy with raising taxes because they have voted in Democrats into the majority party in the House. It's 50-50 in the Senate, but because of the president being a Democrat, you got a Democrat-led United States Senate, and you got a Democrat in the White House. So these headlines of taxes going up and the rich getting taxed in a big way should not be all that surprising. And that is why this week as they gather back in Washington, D.C. for a few days, 
the Democrats plan this big corporate rate hike to help pay for the many, many things that they're trying to get accomplished and paid for. To the United States Supreme Court, Politico.com has a story up about Justice Amy Barrett, the Louisiana native and Rhodes College alumnae, Rhodes College in Memphis, Tennessee. Amy Barrett, in this article, says it's that Amy Barrett concerned about public perception of the Supreme Court. As she says, justices must be hyper-vigilant to make sure they're not letting personal biases creep into their decision, since judges are people, too. She expressed these concerns Sunday, as she said, to a lecture held at the University of Louisville's McConnell Center, Justice Barrett back in the South, expressing these concerns that the public may increasingly see the court as a partisan institution. She was introduced here at the University of Louisville at the McConnell Center, by the way, of the the namesake of it, Mitch McConnell, U.S. Senator from the Commonwealth of Kentucky, introducing Amy Barrett. McConnell founded the center and played a key role in pushing through Barrett's confirmation in the last couple of days of the Donald Trump administration. Barrett went on in her speech in Louisville to say, to say the court's reasoning is flawed is different from saying the court is acting in a partisan manner. I think we need to evaluate what the court is doing on its own terms. Again, Barrett in Louisville over the weekend talking about the public perception of the United States Supreme Court. That's a quick update on some political news to wrap up this first hour here of the Y'all Show Talk with an accent on all things Southern. Got hour number two coming up your way. We'll start it off with some entertainment news of interest. Britney Spears, she's got some new, new jewelry. And I'll tell you what it is. Also, there's some good news from the film world of the Charleston, South Carolina area. I'll pass that along. Also, we've got some sports news and notes to share with you hour two plus a southern business spotlight we'll be hearing all about why food is getting more expensive in the country that is all ahead in hour two won't you hang on we're planning a trip to spain later this year but our spanish is pretty bad (laughs) (laughs) when you learn a language you want to actually use it Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. My mother was very familiar with her neighborhood. But one day she stopped at the stop sign and she wasn't even really sure where she was at. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. 
covering the South from Alabama to West Virginia. That's from A to WV. We are the show covering all 16 states where y'all is in vogue. I'm John Rawl. I'm with you for the next two more hours. We've already got one hour in the book, but we got two more solid hours of Southern conversation. And we thank you for taking time of your out of your busy, busy day or night, depending on when you get a chance to listen in and hearing all about what's going on across the Southeast here in this second hour of the Y'all Show. We've got entertainment news, Hollywood, what's going on there, Nashville, Music City. We're going to let you hear some Carrie Underwood NBC Sunday Night Football Fun in just a few moments as part of our entertainment report. We also have some sports activities going on that we'll share with you, some injuries to report from the NFL's opening weekend and college football's second weekend played this past weekend. I've got some info to pass along on all of that. Then, later in the hour, a Southern Business Spotlight. And we're going to take you to CNBC as a producer for that network. Charlotte Morabito has put up an article, Why Food is Getting More Expensive in the United States. I'm going to play a portion of that feature, and that's coming up later in the hour. Before we get out of here and move on to Hour 3, we've got an update of what is up at the homepage of the South. That is y'all.com, and that is coming later in this second hour. Again, our show is The Y'all Show. We're powered by y'all.com. Our text line, which is available for you to text at your own willpower, it is 803-816-1170. Invite you to share with us what you got going on. Maybe you've got a good image you want to pass along. Man, I had a good image sent of someone I know over the weekend, and I think it was a legitimate photo, but it looked like it was totally Photoshopped, but I think... The person who took this on their iPhone just happened to catch the sun at the right spot. It had also helped that they were in the white sandy beach of Destin. (laughs) It's a great-looking photo. It looked like something out of a magazine. I was rather proud, although I'm not the biggest fan of the person that sent it to me, but uh, it was a good-looking photo, mainly mainly because of the subject. But uh, we got some great places to take great pictures. And if you are very proud of a photo you take, and you just can't wait to share it and show it off, hey, you don't just have to reserve that for Facebook. You can do it right here. Just text that to 803-816-1170, and we'll find a way to talk about it right here on the Y'all Show. (laughs) All right, let's dive into what is going on entertainment-wise, and it just wouldn't be a complete entertainment report without more of the Britney Spears story being told. And that's what we'll start off here today. But this is a good story for Brittany. She is an engaged woman. Sam Asgari is her new betrothed. Congratulations. They have been boyfriend, girlfriend for quite some time. Asgari's talent manager has confirmed that the two are an engaged couple. They made their long-standing relationship official and are deeply touched by the support, dedication, and love expressed to them. That from Ash Gary's talent manager, Brandon Cohen, as he confirmed that Brittany and this Sam guy are going to get married. 
Brittany posted a video on her Instagram account Sunday that sent fans into a frenzy as she showed off her engagement ring. Hmm. I wonder how big that thing is. I could play it. I've got the ability to do that, but I'm afraid Brittany might just say something bad. In fact, she did, actually. (laughs) She says, I can't F-word believe it. Has she been married before? You know, this is sad. I, I don't know if she's been married. Of all the things we know about Britney Spears, of course she's got kids, but has she ever actually been married? i got to go check this out. First of all, did you realize that Britney was born? And she's got, well, of course she was born. She's celebrating her 40th birthday on December 2nd. There'll be a big parade, I'm sure, in Macomb, because it's that town in southwest Mississippi, Macomb, Mississippi, where Brittany, Brittany Jean Spears was born December 2nd, 1981. Yeah, she, she has been married. Gosh, it's been so long since she's been married that I've forgotten, but she was married to a fellow named Jason Allen Alexander for just a very brief time in 2004. And the same year... After she got annulled from Jason Allen Alexander, that's when she and Kevin Federline got married. And I think it's with Federline that she's had a couple of kids. She's got two kids. I wonder if her daddy is going to be able to come to the wedding. James Parnell Spears, a.k.a. Jamie, and then Lynn Spears, her mama. I bet your mama will be there. Bet your mom is going to have a big, big... Uh, that would be fitting. I mean, she's about to turn 40 years old. It's time that they get their lives squared away, don't you think? But uh, it would be a good thing if her dad walked her down the aisle, even though they've been in a big fight, public fight, all these years. I mean, my goodness, Brittany's... I said she's got two kids. Uh, I, I bet you, shoot, one of these kids is probably about to turn 18 years old. So she's about to be a, a grandma for goodness sakes. Brittany Jean Spears. Engaged. Congratulations. Need to have that wedding back in either Macomb or Kentwood, Louisiana. You hear me, girl? I don't know much about Sam Asgari. We'll have to share that uh, information for another time. Or maybe not. Let's see if we can't dig up the scoop on this gentleman. I mean, he's got an agent. So that's kind of a, kind of a big deal when you have an agent. You, you must be somebody rather important, not just some kind of run-of-the-mill average American like uh, like me. But who is Sam S. Gary? You wonder. Let's see if I can't dig up who this guy is. He's not showing up. Bear with me, I have to Google this thing. I'll do the I'll do the heavy lifting for you. He's got a net worth. I know that's good. Sam Asgary is an actor that it's up and coming in the TV film industry. That doesn't mean much. He is a native of Iran. Brittany is marrying an Iranian. He's twenty seven years old. She is robbing the cradle. <laughs> With this guy. 
I still don't know what he's done. Let's see if he's started anything you've ever heard of. He's got an IMDB account. Sam Asgari is he was born in Tehran, but he's essentially grown up here in this country. He played football at Westlake High School in California. That's pretty impressive. As far as what he's worked on in his career movie-wise, he played a security guard on NCIS. He was in a TV series called Hacks, playing the role of Sexy Santa. And he's in a TV series called Black Monday. And that's coming out this year. But for the most part, this guy's like the word said, up and coming. And he's a is just a pup, 27 years old, marrying mama of two and soon-to-be 40-year-old Britney Spears. But we wish him the well. We wish him the best, hey? We hope it all works out for you. How about this potential romance that could be going on? Ed Shireen and Taylor Swift, they went to a pub over the last few days, and nobody listen to these nobody nobody paid attention to these two grammy winning artists they walked into a bar and evidently they just drank they didn't get up and sing together now shireen was a nominee and performer on the 2021 mtv vma awards and evidently at some point while they were together they went out and had a drink as the bad habits singer started talking about how he had taken British rapper Stormzy to his local pub and it was one of those where the locals were trying to be funny with him but it just ended up being like oh no can you not say that please so he took took Taylor Swift to the same place they've been longtime friends since Shireen appeared on the 2012 Red album I wasn't aware of that but the two Grammy artists having an adult beverage at a pub, it sounds like, and nobody half noticed. I tell you what, I didn't miss, and you won't either if you tune in for the next couple of months on Sunday nights on NBC, the wonderful sound, the wonderful look of Oklahoma gal Carrie Underwood. She is once again the voice of Sunday Night Football on NBC, and her theme song, Sunday Night Football, is back. This is her ninth season as the voice and sound of Sunday Night Football. Carrie Underwood in a press release said, People, they need that togetherness. I love the challenge taking the song that is so synonymous with Sunday Night Football and finding new ways to make it fresh. So she has come up with a new Sunday Night Football song, although I've heard this. I don't think it's that new. I don't know what she's done different. But you know what? I'll let you be your own judge of Mrs. Underwood and her incredible singing style. Here is Carrie. This debuted Sunday on NFL's Sunday night game on NBC. It was the Rams and the Bears there at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. And this is Mrs. Underwood singing that theme song. What do you think?
What do y'all think? Is that a hit? Sounds good to me. In fact, there's been a commercial I've been seeing on now that college football started back, a commercial for Applebee's. And lo and behold, I just heard that song from that commercial on the radio. I'm thinking it's Sam Hunt. It's not exactly my cup of tea. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a song that's evidently country music radio stations are, are playing it. And uh, it might it might be Walker Hayes. I don't know who it is, but it's it's rather embarrassing to me. But, hey, whatever it takes here. We will be right back. we got more of the Y'all Show ahead. Don't miss out on the fun after this break. We will segue over from the entertainment world to, hey, good transition since Carrie was talking about NBC football carrying all of the fun of Sunday night football and more. When we come back, we will bring you up to speed on some NFL news and some college football news, plus some golf news as well. This is y'all. If you're worried about your borderline blood pressure, hear how others are taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. Garlic works safely and naturally to support my blood pressure. Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula has a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals, so you know it works. No garlic taste, no garlic breath. Take charge of your blood pressure with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com.
We're back on Talk with an Accent on All Things Southern. And a guy who has a connection to Auburn University came in the news on Monday following his team's shocking home defeat over the weekend to the Stanford Cardinal. Southern Cal and head coach Clay Helton, they have parted ways as athletic director Mike Bond announced Monday that the Trojans are going to go in a different direction after that 14-point home loss to the Cardinal. And USC, I, I, I just don't know what to make of this program. Are they going to call Lane Kiffin back to SC? You think he's going to pick up the phone if they call him? He did a pretty good job there, I thought. I I, I don't know what the Trojans are after. I know this is a show here focusing on Southern things, but they are called Southern Cal. Now, they are a program that is definitely an envy of the Southeastern Conference. And they are, unfortunately, nowhere close to the South. So I think this is pretty shocking that Stanford – and only the second game of the year would go in and win. And as a result of losing to Stanford in game two, the Trojans make a drastic decision and get rid of Coach Helton. This was not exactly what I expected, although what a just tough thing to lose to a rival. And that's exactly what Stanford is to SC. In fact, I noticed the other day, living here in the South and focused here on the South, that you don't often sit and think about Pac-12 teams. But in one of his media availabilities last week in Charlotte, Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey broke out his throwback Stanford ball cap when he went and did an interview. Now, he's got a starting quarterback that he works with who's a former Southern Cal quarterback. And, of course, that's Sam Darnold. But, man, Clay Helton let go. The former quarterback at both Auburn and the University of Houston, a guy who started out his career as a graduate assistant at Duke in the mid-'90s, went on to be a assistant coach at places like Houston, the University of Memphis for many years, went on to be at USC starting in 2010 as a quarterback's coach and has spent 12 seasons in some kind of coaching capacity with USC, and now he is out. He won the Pac-12 championship in 2017, won the Rose Bowl that same magical year, but they have not been to the college football playoff. And if this – dynasty team out of the Pac-12 can't make it. Only Oregon has gone into the playoff. Did pretty well, I thought, but haven't been there lately. USC, again, saying that they're going to go in a different direction and the justification coming again from the higher-ups there at USC is they're seeking a change in leadership. I think they're seeking a change in becoming a dynasty again like they have been in the past (laughs) but they got a long long way to go now while that was an embarrassing home loss 
for SC there in the Coliseum. How about the victory the Sam Pittman-led Razorbacks of Arkansas had? As a result, though, of the fans storming the field after that 40-21 to victory over the hated Texas Longhorns, that's going to cost you, Razorback fans. It's going to cost the school $100,000 as the conference announcing this fine Monday, citing a second violation of the access to competition area policy. Now, Razorback fans might remember the first violation, which I think is a $25,000 fine. That first violation happened way back in 2014 in a victory then over LSU. A third offense would cost Arkansas a quarter of a million dollars, according to the policy. This policy states that no one outside of players, coaches, officials, support personnel, and properly credentialed individuals be allowed access to the playing field. If you get fined, the money from those fines goes to the SEC's Postgraduate Scholarship Fund. And, of course, on that Saturday night in Fayetteville, Razorback fans, players, coaches, and more just had an absolute blast after they had absolutely blasted the number 15 Texas Longhorns. This is a rivalry game, of course, that goes all the way back to the now-defunct Southwest Conference. And these two teams don't get off get together all that often. But they will in a couple of years when the Horns are going to join Arkansas and be a member of the Southeastern Conference. That's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome for Oklahoma, if you're an SEC fan, to have them in the conference as well. And so you better get used to beating them, Razorback fans, because you're going to have plenty of chances. Plenty of chances to do that. And you don't want to spend a quarter of a million dollars on the fine. Now, I think those fines are pretty steep, but I am a supporter of those fans. I am so tired of seeing schools get a victory over a much less than stellar program and they decide to go out and jump on the football field. Usually it happens more in basketball. You'll see a team beat a number 24 team in the country and they go storm the court. All these little college students out there running around, they probably didn't even pay attention to the game, but they got to go storm the court. Now if you're in the SEC, that's going to cost you. It's going to cost you pretty big. But in the SEC, yeah, you do have to pay. But other conferences, well, it's I guess they don't. Need, I don't even know if they get a slap on the wrist. I don't know what each conference's rules are, but I do know in the SEC, I guess there's some graduate students thanking you for running out on the field right now <laughs> because that's where the money goes. Postgraduate scholarship fund. Hmm. All right. Thank you, SEC. You know, I was once a postgraduate student as an, at an SEC school, and I don't think they gave me any money for people running out on the field acting like maniacs. In fact, one time I was one of those students running out on the field. It was a good time. I'm glad I didn't get hurt. Uh, Yeah, no, I didn't get hurt. I, it's been a long time. Been a long time. 2003, I think. Might might have been 2004, but I think it was 2003 when I shoot might have been. I don't know. I'll have to go back and look. All right, housekeeping. An update. NFL. Ryan Fitzpatrick.
has been placed on injured reserve. He's got a hip injury. Washington football team quarterback went down Sunday as his Washington football team had a home game against the Los Angeles Chargers. WFT loses 20-16, to and he's been put on injured reserve. Fitz Magic, it's going to be something that he's going to be out for weeks, weeks, but likely not the entire season. An MRI revealed that Ryan Fitzpatrick had a right hip subluxation. Ron Rivera said he'll see more doctors to determine the severity of the injury and how long he's going to be sidelined. Now, because he's on injured reserve, he's got to be there at least three weeks. According to one source, Fitzpatrick is expected to miss somewhere between six to eight weeks. He got hurt in the second quarter there at FedEx Field during the loss to the Chargers. Fitzpatrick replaced by former Old Dominion quarterback and Georgia native Taylor Heineke, who is going to start when the former Redskins suit up against the New York football giants Thursday night. Heineke came in. He completed 11 of 15 passes for 122 yards, also threw for a touchdown and a losing cause. Former Panthers quarterback Kyle Allen is now going to be the Washington football team's number two quarterback. Kyle Shermer has been signed to Washington's practice squad. But that's the news from the NFL on Sunday. Another injury news item from the college ranks, starting quarterback for Texas A&M, Haynes King, is expected to miss several weeks. He had an ankle injury during the Aggies game at Denver this past weekend where they defeated the Colorado Buffaloes in a neutral site contest 10-7, to the now number seven Aggies getting the victory over the Pac-12 program. And King, a redshirt freshman, a native of Texas, ended up having surgery Sunday, and he's going to be out until at least mid-October, according to some sources reporting on this story. So Texas A&M is going to have to turn to sophomore Zach Calzada as the starting quarterback. They've got Arkansas scheduled on September 25th. After that, they've got Mississippi State on October 2nd. Then come October 9th, it's the number one Crimson Tide coming into Aggie land. They also have the Missouri Tigers in SEC action on October 16th. This weekend, Calzada does have a non-SEC game that he can get up and play in as he's got the New Mexico Lobos heading over from Albuquerque for a game Saturday at Kyle Field. But right now, Haynes King, the guy that led the Aggies in their first two games, going to be out for a couple of more weeks with an ankle injury. Luckily, this is not on his knee and it's not being reported that he's going to be out for the entire year by any means, but still a rather mm, painful injury for him and a rather unfortunate part of the Aggie fortunes. But they should be able to get by at least this week, you would think. But, boy, they got some tough, tough competition in the very near future on their schedule. One more quarterback news item from the Lone Star State the Texas Longhorns, after they fell to Arkansas over the weekend, they're turning now to Casey Thompson to be the Burnt Orange's starting quarterback. Steve Sarkeesian announcing this on Monday as Thompson's going to replace Hudson Card as UT's starting quarterback. Card started Texas's first two games, games against Louisiana Lafayette and the game at Arkansas. And now 
Thompson comes in. Thompson played in the second half against the Raging Cajuns and ended up coming in and passing five of eight times for 57 yards and also ran seven times for 44 yards and ran for two touchdowns in that game. And now the Horns are casting their fortunes with the quarterback ability of Casey Thompson. The one and one Arkansas, the one and one Longhorns, of course, losing at Arkansas, and have to get back here to the drawing board, figure out where they're going to go. Because with Casey Thompson, perhaps that will help give them a little bit more of a flexible option on the quarterback side of things, and give them a opportunity to get out of the cellar. Although they've not started conference action, but Texas fans with Sarkeesian and the investment that they've made don't want to see another loss come and they shouldn't they've got Rice this week in an old Southwest Conference battle then it's all Big 12 action Texas Tech comes into Austin on September 25th then on the road at TCU that neutral site game in Dallas against Oklahoma that's going to be a tough one that one's set for October 9th and then they continue on their journey Surely to goodness they should be able to beat the Kansas Jayhawks with a home game on November 13th. But, hey, ah, that's why they play. I remember, I think it was what, two years ago, Kansas should have, could have won at Texas with Les Miles coaching that team at that time. Absolutely blew it as far as I remember. Late on a Saturday night there on the 40 acres, Texas football's got a ways to go. Let's tell you about a former Texas Longhorn golfer. Congratulations to Will Zalatoris. He is the PGA Tour Rookie of the Year. He's been voted that, and he's the first player in 20 years to receive the award without being a full PGA Tour member. I didn't even know you could do that. Zalatoris played on the Corn Ferry Tour in 2020, and he earned a spot in the U.S. Open at Wingfoot as a result of his Corn Ferry Tour experience, but he did not have qualifying to go on and ended up being pushed back because of the COVID-19 pandemic. So he only played a partial season for 2021 in terms of the PGA Tour. The 25-year-old Dallas native finished the season with eight top tens. He got a runner-up finish at the Masters. Although he did not win, Zalatoris was ineligible for the PGA Tour. I'm sorry, because he did not actually win a tournament, Zalatoris was ineligible for the PGA Tours postseason, but he got enough points to be equal to number 25 in the FedEx Cup standings when the regular season ended. So he's got a a bit of a ways to go, but what a great year for Will Zalatoris. And I noticed on some of those last tournaments of the year, he had got his hair cut, and he looked pretty respectable out there in my golfing expertise opinion. Y'all talk with a Southern accent continues after this break. We've got some Southern business items to pass along. CNBC's Charlotte Morbido has filed a report why food is getting more expensive in the United States. We'll share that report with you and have a few more business items to pass along as the show All About the South rolls on. My doctor told me my blood pressure is borderline. I figured I could worry about it or do something about it. 
So I took control with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. It works safely and naturally to help maintain healthy blood pressure with a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals. And it's odor-free. I'm taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. Trash, making bets, lips wrapped round our cigarettes. She always thought she was too good to be a waitress. Well, we all say that we'll quit someday. When a ship comes in, we'll just sail away. We just blow smoke. Hey, yeah. we just blow smoke. That's Casey Musgraves, good Texas lady there. And if you ever saw the music video for that song, Blowing Smoke, Casey Musgraves plays the role of a waitress and a not-so-happy waitress, but a great video and a really catchy song, Blowing Smoke. And here on the Y'all Show, we're not blowing smoke here as we start this segment. Going to talk a little Southern business news and with Casey Musgraves and the waitress and hospitality industry on our mind, usnews.com's got an article that caught my eye. It is Adapt or Else Downtown Businesses Cope with New Reality. As the resilient coronavirus keeps offices closed and workers at home, some are adapting while others are trying to hang on. And this article includes some coverage of a restaurant in the Nashville and Franklin, Tennessee area, and that's what caught my eye. So if you get a chance, go check this out. It's an Associated Press article, again, talking about COVID and its impact on small businesses. May Anderson and Tom Krischer are the writers of this article, and they covered, of course, New York City, but they also talk about here a couple of businesses in the South, including Puckett's Grocery. That's located in the Nashville and Franklin area, and they have that. Lyle Richardson is the chief operating officer of A. Marshall Hospitality. I think they're the ones who technically own this restaurant here. Richardson stopped serving at his restaurant. And so the article talks about how Lyle Richardson, this COO of A. Marshall Hospitality, has seen Nashville's restaurant industry absolutely ravaged by the coronavirus. And this Mr. Richardson sits on the Tennessee Hospitality Association Board, and there are restaurants, he says, hundreds of them that have had to close, but he says those who've stayed open have made adjustments. Now, Richardson said his restaurant stopped serving lunch at one of them, Deacon's New South, to focus on dinner after office workers went remote, but he kept his other restaurant, Puckett's Grocery and Restaurant, open from 7 a.m. to 11 o'clock at night, and that is to attract tourists back into Nashville. So that's one adjustment, again, because this article talks about all the things business owners are having to do. In Atlanta, Quan's Deli and Korean Food is doing just about as much summertime business as they did before the pandemic. That, according to Andrew Song, 
who owns the restaurant. At the height of the pandemic, Kwan's Deli and Korean Food had lost about 80% of its business, reduced its hours, and it had to cut staff. But the delis bounced back thanks to tourists from the Georgia Aquarium and events at a nearby convention hall there in downtown Atlanta. So they're having to come up with creative ways to stay open and adjust things. And we wish all these businesses the best trying to get through the tough, tough times that we now face. Now, that's a tough deal if you're trying to keep a restaurant going. But what about just food in general, whether you own a restaurant or you're a person that likes to go by the grocery store and load up on a lot of great things, you are having, you're likely having a little bit of a problem finding some of your favorite foods. And that's why I found this article, and I'm going to post the audio for you to hear right now. CNBC, on their YouTube channel, they've got a posting called Why Food is Getting More Expensive in the United States. Producer Charlotte Morbido has gone out and talked about that. And I am going to let you hear a portion of Morbido's report of why exactly food is getting so much more expensive in the country. And maybe this CNBC report will answer that question. The pandemic wreaked havoc on global supply chains across multiple sectors, from computer chips to lumber to shipping containers. The food production supply chain was no different. Food supply chains depend on many different factors. The process starts with the producers of food, like agricultural farmers growing crops such as soybeans, wheat, and corn. There are also dairy farmers and ranchers who raise livestock. The cost of feeding them, the cost of keeping them hydrated, all of that factors in. And then the transportation. How do I get corn from Iowa delivered to New York City? That has to go from their silos to a truck delivered to someone to actually, you know, sell that. That means when the cost of food in one category rises, such as corn, the cost of livestock that are fed corn gets more expensive. If fuel prices rise, transportation costs rise, making food more expensive overall. There were transportation issues that were driving up the cost of food before the pandemic. We've got an aging truck driver workforce and they're retiring. Uh, They're not able to make as much money as they used to. In the summer of 2019, the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration created stricter rules for commercial truck drivers. The rule changes put a limit on the number of hours they could drive between breaks. As a result of that, they're making less money. They don't get paid by the hour. They get paid by the trip. So if they can't drive 20 hours straight and they've got to take a break after eight or nine hours, guess what happens? They make less money. The pandemic worsened these already existing issues. What happened during the pandemic is, frankly, a lot of the imported and exported product, which comes by ship, which comes in containers, those containers were locked down wherever those ships were. And in some cases, they're still locked down. So we've got containers in all the wrong parts of the world um, that in some cases have food rotting inside. All right, that is a portion of a report that CNBC has up right now, why food is getting more expensive in the United States. And Charlotte Morbido with the CNBC channel, a great informative story. This is a roughly, what is this, 15-minute long report. So it's a whole lot more than what you're going to see Lester Holt reporting on nightly news. And they cover a lot of ground here. I encourage you to go read and watch for this report in its entirety we're going to wrap up the second hour right after this break we've got a quick look at what is on the home page of the south y'all.com don't forget y'all.com has 
got stories going up. And I'm going to tell you about those stories and how you can also listen to this here show, the y'all show at y'all.com. So hang on for the fun. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish uh... is pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Hit it. This ain't no disco. It ain't no country club either. This is L.A. There's the Boot Hill bombshell, Cheryl Suzanne Crow. She's 59 years old now, and what a career she's had. I think she's calling Nashville or the Nashville area home for the most part. She's not necessarily hanging out in Kennett, Missouri all the time, but uh, what a what a great talent there. Cheryl Crow, a University of Missouri alumni. We're going to close out our number two with a quick look at what is on the homepage of the South. It is y'all.com, and we just posted the Takapola Storyteller's latest report. You might have heard it on the Monday Y'all Show. Well, you can go watch Jerry Short talk about his recovery efforts from hurricanes past in the state of Louisiana. 
Plus, we had a great conversation with Mr. Short about his career of working overnight. There's a lot of y'all out there. Maybe you are someone who has to go in when the sun's going down and you walk out of your office when the sun's coming up. It takes a special person to sit there and work all night long. It takes a special person who's willing to give up some of the normalcy of life and the friendships maybe because you have a schedule that is completely out of whack with most of society. And so our Takapola storyteller, Jerry Short, discusses all that on his report here this week. We also have, from this past weekend, our great home improvement show that we post at y'all.com. It's John Allen. It's Jimmy Duke. It's Tricks of the Trade. And they talk about some things that you just don't get anywhere else information on and helpful advice. This week alone, I'm going to expand your vocabulary. John and Jimmy were talking about bus bars. Do you know what that is? They were talking about a remover CLR. Do you know what CLR is? It's calcium, lime, and rust, and it's one evidently one heck of a remover for things. And if that's not a good enough remover, how about a pumice stone for cleaning your toilet? All of that info covered on Tricks of the Trade, and that you can watch it in its entirety. And it's at right now the homepage of the South, y'all.com. We've got that plus some of the best colleges in the South. We have a great article about how the South is coping with population growth due to COVID 19. All that right now at the show. The show is called Y'all Show. The website is called y'all.com, of which you can go there at y'all.com and find the Y'all Show and listen to this show. So a lot of good stuff. We're going to have our final hour of the Y'all Show coming up right after this. So stay tuned. Cheryl, help help us out, dog. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. It's the final hour of this Tuesday adventure that we call the y'all show this is where we mix in incredible information about what's going on across the southeast we bring it all here in one happy home and bundle it up for you so you don't have to go looking anywhere else we've got all your news we got all your weather information we got all your sports information and we've got all the fun here on talk with a accent on all things southern got a busy final hour appreciate y'all taking time out of your schedule 
to work us in. My name is John Rawl. I am the general of all things Southern, and we broadcast each and every day on great radio stations across Dixie, and we're also available in podcast form on great options like Spotify, the Apple Podcast app. We're also available for you to listen to us each and every day on the iHeart app, as well as the TuneIn radio app, and we're available on Stitcher. And y'all.com, don't want to leave that one out too. So easy for you to keep up with what's going on across the South with our unique show. Been going on now more than 500 episodes we've been able to crank out of the Y'all Show, and we got a whole lot more of where that's from. (laughs) So just hang on and enjoy it. We're going to have here in this final hour, we're going to have an article, especially if you're looking for a car right now, an article posted at KIRK.com, which cities pay the most and least for their cars? Hmm. Is your city on this list for either paying too much or maybe paying too little? That's coming up later in the hour. Also, Melissa Rhodes has her latest Southern accent, and it's coming on arts and entertainment today. That plus your calls and text. Welcome, 803 803- 816-1170 would love to hear what you've got to say as we have this show up and going in its final hour. Let's dive into the headlines. The headlines today, the big story, is what's going on in terms of Tropical Storm, the Tropical Storm Nicholas that has been touching and affecting Texas, expected to be a big, big downpour in Louisiana and other states tracking this thing as it works its way onto the Texas Gulf Coast. Louisiana also has the very, very heavy threat of heavy rainfall. Also, be careful in these states affected by Nicholas of flash flooding, which can be a death trap. This, the I think, 14th named storm of the season already, Tropical Storm Nicholas. Now, one report and Houston, you may be feeling this today, the city of Houston could see a month's worth of rain in about two or three days. A month's worth of rain. And Louisiana, which has already just had Ida go through and caused so much grief, Louisiana, Pelican State, going to have a lot more rainfall. This time, this thing is likely going to bring a lot more rainfall to the north section of the state of Louisiana. And the pine tree area of the pelican state the protestant area if you will (laughs) of louisiana but the whole state's going to see something likely come from nicholas so check your local forecast there's certainly the threat the threat of flash flooding not just in texas and louisiana but mississippi is going to be feeling at least from from what i'm seeing grenada south should be very likely that you're going to have some problems with flooding. I don't think the gusts are as big of a deal this time. It's just going to be likely to sock in for a while. Lots of rainfall. Again, experts already saying that a big city like Houston, which has had its problems with storms before, and the problems haven't been because there's been 150-mile-per-hour winds going through the Bayou City, the Space City, It's been because Houston has all of those bios around that it has a potential to flood so much easier than a lot of areas. 
and that is a concern right now. So please, no matter where you are in the South, be advised as Tropical Storm Nicholas has either already affected you or is about to affect you as we work our way through the next few hours. A story kind of wrapping up from Hurricane Ida. This is a feel-good story where the state of Louisiana and the state of Mississippi are working together. If you're a charter boat captain based in Louisiana, you can now hitch your wagon in the state of Mississippi. As the Mississippi Department of Marine Resources has announced that they are going to allow Louisiana charter captains affected by Hurricane Ida to operate from Mississippi ports all of the rest of 2021. Charter captains, they've got to hold a Louisiana charter boat fishing guide license, a Louisiana mothership license. I don't know exactly what that is, but they got to have it. They also have to have a Louisiana charter skiff license and follow all Louisiana regulations and requirements associated with those licenses in order to launch and land from Mississippi ports. That the info coming from the Mississippi Department of Marine Resources. Now, any passengers fishing on board the vessels must have the appropriate Louisiana charter passenger or Louisiana charter skiff license in order to fish in Mississippi territorial waters. A Mississippi charter for hire license must be purchased. For more info about those policies and procedures going on in Mississippi, visit the Mississippi Department of Marine Resources website. Go there and learn exactly what all this stuff means I'm going to quickly Google and see if I can't tell y'all a little bit more about what the heck is a mothership license. I've lived for a few years and never heard of that term, mothership license. Hmm. So, yeah, I've gone to wlf.louisiana.gov. That's the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries website. And they don't make it all that apparent what exactly that means, but... uh, Y'all can do your own digging if you'd like and figure out what this means. Let's take it to the Tri-Cities of Tennessee and some sad news there from the media world. A guy who's been involved in broadcasting a long time in Johnson City, Bristol, and Kingsport, Tim Cable, has died from COVID-19. Tim passed away over the weekend after being hospitalized with complications. Funeral arrangements have not been announced Cable began his broadcasting career in radio, but for years anchored weather and sports on News Channel 11 WJHL Television and created the popular feature series Cable Country, in which Tim Cable featured his favorite people and places in the Tri-Cities area. He's also gone back to radio in recent years. He was the morning show co-host on WJCW Radio and could be heard calling area sporting events Complications from COVID-19 led to Tim Cable's hospitalization in early August. His wife kept friends updated on his condition and always shared her faith and his faith in God. The sad news, on top of sad news, this past weekend, Tim Cable and his wife, Christiana, it was their wedding anniversary. And on his Facebook page, his wife wrote, I love you more every day, and I'm honored to say I am Tim Cable's wife again tri-cities of tennessee and bristol virginia a broadcasting legend as they call it in that area tim cable dying after covid complications 
Now we'll take you to a story in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Two people have died at a pet food plant there. Officials said the incident happened at a pit at Valley Proteins Plant on Industrial Drive in Fayetteville, North Carolina. That plant recycles meat waste and bone trimmings to make pet food. The two people who died worked at the plant, according to the Cumberland County Sheriff Ennis Wright. Their identities were withheld pending family notifications. An employee at the plant told a Raleigh-area TV station that working in these settings can be risky. The employee, who asked not to be identified, said it's likely the two employees found unresponsive were exposed to hydrogen sulfide while working in the pit. High exposures to the gas can be extremely dangerous, even deadly, according to the OSHA, OSHA, Occupational Safety and Health Administration. Valley Proteins has issued a statement about the deaths of two of its workers, saying that the employees may have been harmed because they didn't follow safety procedures. A spokesperson with the company said they are investigating the deaths. Again, this pet food maker there in Fayetteville, North Carolina, two employees there dying at their Fayetteville, North Carolina plant. And as we wrap up our news headlines of this Tuesday, how about this feel-good story on a gentleman's 112th birthday. Happy birthday, Lawrence Brooks. This Louisiana man is the oldest living World War II veteran, and he celebrated his 112th birthday over the weekend, had a drive-by party on Sunday at his home in New Orleans that was hosted by the National World War II Museum. He also got greetings from John Bell Edwards, the governor of Louisiana, who tweeted, Mr. Brooks, the entire state of Louisiana, thanks you for your service, and we wish you a joyous birthday. Now, in the past, the National World War II Museum, located in New Orleans, had hosted parties for Mr. Brooks, although the coronavirus pandemic had caused those events to shift to drive-by celebrations the last two years. But this year, the festivities included a Jeep parade, They had a live performance from the museum by a vocal trio, and they had New Orleans musicians come out and celebrate. The city of New Orleans also recognized Lawrence Brooks' birthday with an official proclamation. Mr. Brooks was born in Norwood, Louisiana in 1909. He's lived in New Orleans since 1929. He got drafted in 1940 and was a private in the United States Army's mostly black 91st Engineer Battalion, a unit that was stationed in New Guinea and the Philippines and built infrastructure such as uh, roads, bridges, and airstrips. And he survived the battles of the Pacific to come back and live more than 100 years. A 112-year-old World War II veteran. If he's the oldest, I wonder what the youngest would be. Let's see, the war ended in '45. You probably would have had to been, maybe, if you got in when you shouldn't have and entered illegally, you probably could have got in at 16 years old and gotten away with it. So 16 minus 45 would be, what, 1929? So 1929, and it's at eight. To, I would assume the youngest World War II veteran is somewhere around 92 years old right now. So nobody in their 80s would have fought in World War II that I'm aware of. So they've had to be at least 92. And in this case, Mr. Brooks is 112. 
And there's very few of these great heroes left, sadly. What a great Southerner. What a great story. Congratulations, Lawrence Brooks, again, in World War II, serving in a mostly black regiment there, the 91st Engineer Battalion, and went on to serve in the Pacific. And we wish him many, 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 many more birthdays, and thank you, thank him for his service, and thank all of our greatest generation members for what they did fighting the fascist of Italy and the fascist of Germany and the fascist of the Empire of Japan. Almost, I mean, it's it's almost here. It's almost 100 years. World War II would have been about 80 years, I guess, now. But, uh, golly, time is a ticking. You know what else is a ticking? It's the Y'all Show. It's our Tuesday edition. We'll take a break, come right back, and scoot over from talking news headlines to telling you about which city pays the most and least for its automobiles. I've got that information, and it's coming up after we take a little break. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. (sighs) For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. My doctor told me my blood pressure is borderline. I figured I could worry about it or do something about it. So I took control with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. It works safely and naturally to help maintain healthy blood pressure with a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals. And it's odor-free. I'm taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish uh... is pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Midnight's creeping in, we know better. We're leaving here together and in case you were wondering you've never looked hotter so why even bother looking at the reasons not to maybe we ought to 
about the South, and right now we're going to talk about the South and its love affair with automobiles, and it's all coming courtesy of iccars.com and some analysis as they have info that tells us which cities and states pay the most and least for cars. How does a state's preferred vehicle type impact used car prices? Hmm. I'm on the edge of my seat for this one, y'all. Used car prices, of course, in the last year, have soared to record highs. The average used car now costs $24,710, according to this recent analysis filed by iccars.com. The letter I, like iPhone, iccars.com, iccars.com, if you want to go there and Dig up your own info. Now, the reason used car costs right now are hovering around $25,000, it's a result of a used car demand outstripping supply and because of stronger consumer preference for more expensive SUVs, more expensive trucks, and over less expensive passenger cars. Car buyers in some states pay a whole lot more above the average used car price, while others pay significantly below IC Cars has gone and analyzed 8 million car sales and they've gone and determined where drivers pay the most and least for those used cars. So let me tell you which states pay the most for cars. Then I'll tell you who's down there at the bottom. And also I'll tell you the most popular vehicle type by each state. So what state's paying the most for cars right now, it's Alaska. Now, Alaska is a little bit unfair. Do you realize that Alaskans, at least the native Alaskans, get a check from their state just for being a native Alaskan? So maybe that's why they got a little bit of extra money in their pocket. I think it comes from their oil production or something leads them to get an extra check. Go, go. speaking of check, go check that out for yourself if you don't believe me. Or maybe you can tell me I'm completely wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure I'm right that on that. The average used car price in Alaska right now is just right below $30,000, $29,656. That's what you're having to pay on average for a used car. And that's up 20% from a year ago. Another western state, Wyoming, they're number two. Montana's at three. Arkansas comes in at number four. Arkansans are paying, on average, $27,000. $123 for a 
a used car. It's not a new car. It's a used car. And Arkansas leads the South with $27,123, what you got to pay to get a used car. Texas comes in at number six. Texans pay just over $26,000 for a used car. Mississippi, arguably the poorest state in the country. Mississippians have the eighth highest cost for a used car, as Mississippians are paying $25,788 right now on average for a used car. Florida is in 11th spot. Floridians are paying $25,478 for a car. Georgia is at 25299 Oklahoma comes in in 17th spot. Oklahomans are paying $25,128. Louisiana's in 18th position as Pelican State residents paying just under $25,000 for a used car. Tar Hill residents in North Carolina, you're paying just under $25,000. $24,976. That's $3 less than Louisiana, by the way. That's got you at number 19, North Carolina. Other states in the South, Alabama, a used car on average will cost you in the heart of Dixie $24,534. Are you starting to see a trend? Now, a lot of these states kind of, in my opinion, are bunched in there roughly around the same figure. But that Alabama, I'm sorry, that Alaska number still is rather high, right at 30000 in Arkansas is not all that far behind them, at 20, 27000 for a used car the next southern state showing up in the list the palmetto state of south carolina a used car on average will cost you from the low country to the upstate it's going to set you back twenty four thousand three hundred and ninety dollars and the volunteer state from shelby county all the way to elizabethan i think i said that town right (laughs) in tennessee it's going to cost you on average twenty four thousand two hundred and seventy three dollars and that's actually down a little bit from where it was, I think, a year ago for a used car price. $24,273. Show Me State, Missouri, 24142 That's got Missouri in the 35th spot of the most expensive used car prices for a state. Maryland is at 23934 on average for a used car. Kentucky, 22995 is your cost. And Kentucky comes in at 46 on the list of 50 states and its cost for a used car. And then the southern state with the lowest used car entry price, the Commonwealth of Virginia, 22618 22618 Virginia is in 47th position. The cheapest states for used cars, Connecticut, just over 22500 Ohio, 22244 And your cheapest on average used car price goes to... The Hoosier State, Indiana, $21,961. And that is about $8,000 less than the number one state that pays the most for used cars. Alaska, wet, $29,656. Now, this website has also gone and looked at other information that's helpful. iccars.com is the website. And they've gone on and found out the most popular vehicle type for each of our states. So let me tell you what those are. 
they break it down essentially to be your vehicle type would be SUVs, cars, and they break down trucks too. Trucks, minivans. All right, let's see here. Let me try to make sense of this. All right. So in Alabama, SUVs are the dominant type of car. Almost 40% of Alabamians drive SUVs. Passenger cars, 36%. Trucks, 19.5%. And then minivans, 2.5% of Alabamians drive a minivan. Next up, Arkansas. Arkansas also is dominated by SUVs. 41% of Arkansans drive SUVs. 31% drive passenger cars. 23%, that's higher than Alabama. 23% of Arkansans drive trucks. 2.3% drive minivans. Now, Florida's a little different. Florida is dominated by passenger cars, as 44% of Floridians drive passenger cars, 39% of Floridians drive SUVs, 12% of Floridians drive trucks, and 3% drive minivans. Georgia also has cars just edging out SUVs. 40.6% of Georgians drive passenger cars 39.3 percent drive suvs 15.6 percent drive pick-em-up trucks 2.6 percent of georgians drive a minivan kentucky suvs are the dominant type of vehicle 42.3 percent 33 percent drive cars 18 percent of kentuckians drive trucks and a whopping 3.7 percent of kentuckians are in minivans Louisiana's got 38% SUV compared to 36% passenger car. 22% of Louisianans drive pickup trucks. And only 2% of Pelican State drivers have a minivan. Maryland is dominated by cars, 43.4%. They've got SUVs coming just about two points below that at 41%. 10% of Marylanders drive pickup trucks and 3.2% drive minivans. Mississippi has 37% of its drivers in SUVs compared to 35.9% of passenger cars. A big number here, 23% of Mississippians drive pickup trucks and just 2% have minivans. Missouri, this may be the biggest difference I've seen. 42% of Missourians drive SUVs, 34% drive passenger cars. That's an 8% difference there. 18% of show-me-staters drive pickup trucks, and 3.6% have a minivan. In the state of North Carolina, SUVs are just edging out passenger cars, 41% compared to 38% of the passenger cars. 15% of North Carolinians drive pickup trucks, and just shy of 3% are in a minivan. Oklahoma has 39% in SUVs, 31% in a passenger cars and 24% drive pickup trucks. I'm still trying to figure out who's got more. Okay, Oklahoma takes the lead. Oklahoma edges out Mississippi thus far in the number of people driving pickup trucks with Oklahoma having 24% in a pickup truck. 2.6% of Okies have minivans. In the state of South Carolina, SUVs, 41.3%, passenger cars, 36%. 17% of Carolinians from the southern side of Carolina drive pickup trucks. 2.9% are in a minivan. 
the state of Tennessee, SUVs have a pretty good edge over passenger cars. The Volunteer State has 41.4% of its drivers in an SUV, 35.8% get behind the wheel of a passenger car, and almost 18% of Volunteer State residents have pickup trucks. 3% of Volunteer State residents have a minivan. In Texas, SUVs edging out passenger cars, 39.9% compared to 37.5% of passenger cars. Hey, Texas and Oklahoma are always usually grouped together. Oklahoma's got you beat on the pickup trucks. Texans only have a 19%, 19% truck percentage in that state, 2.1% in minivans in the state of Texas. Now, Virginia's got more passenger cars out on the highway, 41.5% compared to 40.9% SUV. 12.4% of the machines on the highways in the Commonwealth of Virginia are pickup trucks. 3.4% are minivans. And lastly, our final southern state to crow about here when it comes to the fact of what kind of cars out there more than other. In West Virginia, SUVs, 45.4%. of West Virginians drive passenger cars. 23.5% of West Virginia has pickup trucks and 2.4% on the minivan. So I kind of like to center in on the pickup truck because I think that says a lot. So Oklahoma's number one for pickup truck percentage at 24.2%. And then just behind them, you've got West Virginia at 23.5% of pickup trucks in in the vehicle populace, if you will. And then... I think coming in in third was Mighty Mississippi, 23.0%. SUVs are the most popular vehicle type in 42 of the 50 states, while passenger cars account for the remaining eight states. The state with the highest share of SUVs, Massachusetts, 49.7%. So pretty amazing stuff. Again, this is all coming to you from this website that looks at car and automobile trends iccars.com if you have a couple extra minutes and you want to wow everybody at the restaurant when you show up there for a late night snack go to iccars.com and read all about it y'all i think you'll enjoy this one and how about our southern states there and their percentage of pickup trucks i i knew mississippi would be high i didn't know they'd get beat out by west virginia and oklahoma pickup truck pickup truck capital of the world i do believe that might have been the highest in the entire country there in oakey land <laughs> all right i guess they got a lot of hay to bail and other things to do with their pickup trucks or maybe they just look beautiful I mean, there's some expensive pickup trucks out there on the highway y'all We're going to start wrapping this Y'all Show Tuesday edition up. Stay tuned. When we come back, Melissa Rhodes has a southern accent on the arts and entertainment world, and you don't want to miss out on that. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (laughs) 
Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. If you're worried about your borderline blood pressure, hear how others are taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. Garlic works safely and naturally to support my blood pressure. Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula has a custom blend of garlic vitamins and minerals, so you know it works. No garlic taste, no garlic breath. Take charge of your blood pressure with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. Southern Accent. Here's what's entertaining the South from y'all.com. I'm Melissa Rhodes. The month of September equals lots of TV shows making their fall debut on network television and or streaming services. Here are series hitting the airwaves and streams this week. Finding Alice on Acorn TV, Halloween Baking Championship, Food Network, Back to Life, Showtime, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Season 27, Comedy Central, Secrets, Lies, and Private Eyes, Season 1 on Discovery+, Plus, Dan Brown's The Lost Symbol on Peacock, The Harper House, Paramount+, Plus, Cheyenne and Lola, Season 1, Sundance Now, Backyard Blowout, Season 1 on Peacock, Tiny Food Fight, Season 1 on Discovery+, Plus, The Morning Show, Season 2 on Apple TV+, Plus, Spark Shorts, Disney+, Plus, and Extreme Salvage Squad, Season 1, Discovery+. Plus. Entertainment headlines and more at y'all.com. Now, if we didn't have enough sports going on these days, how about that? All of these new series debuting across the board. And actually, that reminds me, I should have done this earlier in the show, and I completely, completely forgot to tell you about it. But how about this story coming to us from Charleston in South Carolina as a Charleston area filmed movie Outer Banks has topped the streaming shows with 2.1 billion minutes watched in a week. This is a Netflix series called Outer Banks. It just launched its second season at the end of July, and it is a very popular streaming option on Netflix. After its first season premiered in spring of 2020, Outer Banks dominated Netflix's streams and won a team it won the team a People's Choice Award for the most binge-worthy show. Again, this is a series on Netflix that stars Chase Stokes, Madeline Klein, Madison Bailey, Jonathan Davis, and Rudy Panko. According to a Nielsen report, this Outer Banks has drawn from August 2nd, August 8th. It had a Nielsen report of 2.1 billion minutes watched That's about 35 million hours of views. That's how they kind of do it. It's a teen drama, in case you haven't seen it lately and you don't know what the heck Outer Banks is. Uh, Chances are, if you're not a teenager, you may not really be into it so much. But a lot of people are. And again, Outer Banks viewership has been more than most of the other titles on Nielsen's top 10 list combined. And this thing filmed in the Charleston, South Carolina area. How about that? As in the Holy City, it has filmed at the Battery on Shim Creek and in the Old Village of Mount Pleasant. Uh, 
Also, some of the filming for this series has been taking place or filming over in the Bahamas. How about that? And I have not seen it, but if you want to see some good southern scenes, check out the Netflix series Outer Banks as it's topping Netflix with 2.1 billion minutes of viewers watching it on the streaming service Netflix right now. Did not know that. And again, that uh, addition to all the other fun stuff making their debut here as we're working our way through the month of September. Well, we're working our way through this Tuesday Y'all show. When we come back, we are going to send you off for the day with a quick look at our other stuff going on on y'all.com. That's ahead. Don't miss out on the fun. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> when you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. All right, last segment here as we wrap up things here. Some housekeeping going on here, cleaning up things here. On the Y'all Show, another reminder, if you live in the states of Texas and Louisiana, Mississippi, portions of Arkansas, be on the lookout for this latest tropical storm that's hitting us here this week. Tropical Storm Nicholas. It is expected to bring lots of rain 
It already has dumped a lot of rain, expected to bring even more. And the alert is out to look out for flash flooding in portions of East Texas, portions of Louisiana. Also, you can see the story at weather.com how they expect the Houston area to see as much rain in just a couple of days from Nicholas as they've seen there in that portion of Texas all month long. And again, states of emergency already up in the state of Texas, in the state of Louisiana, and more. So just be extra careful. Be also on top of your local weather forecast. If you've got a favorite television station that you like to tune in and kind of keep up with things weather-wise, make sure you do that. Also, don't forget, there's always those weather radios. I think those come in handy. Now, this storm is not going to be packing a 200-mile-per-hour type punch as it comes ashore in the south, but it's going to stall out more than likely, and it's going to cause flooding, flash flooding, and it's going to bring lots of precipitation into areas that, frankly, just don't need more rainfall. They don't need more problems. In Louisiana, although this thing likely is more of a rain event than a wind event, even in that state, they're still trying to get past Ida. And in Louisiana, they've got electricity out in so many places in that state right now. So with this Nicholas coming ashore, it is not the best of news. So keep that in mind. And Remember, Mississippi also had a pretty heavy punch from a severe flooding and issues like that going on in that state when Ida came through just two weeks ago. And here we go with Nicholas also causing so many problems. Again, the best advice is make sure you find a trusted source in whatever area you find trusted weather sources and follow their advice. And please stay away from any kind of stream. If you have a home Anywhere within a couple of hundred feet of a creek or a river, I would have an alternate plan right now because that's what killed so many people in Middle Tennessee just a few weeks ago. It always kills people who were near any kind of creek. You just don't expect those things to fill up and have the force that they often do, but it is a killer when you have so much rainfall and no way to stop it. So, again, find your way of kind of keeping up with things And we want to keep you around and keep your family safe. And let's get through Nicholas as best as we can. We'll have more on it as we progress here on the Y'all Show going throughout the rest of the week. Well, that will wrap up this Tuesday edition of Y'all. Don't forget, you can always reach us here, 803-816-1170. That is the text line to catch us upon your availability. And our website, of course, is y'all.com. It's the South's homepage. Got good stories there. Got more good stories a-coming. What's a-coming on the Y'all Show? If you make time to join us on Wednesday's Y'all Show, we'll continue to bring you updates on Tropical Storm Nicholas. We'll also bring you all of the latest on the sports front. We'll have an ACC report. The ACC, in many ways, has been less than stellar thus far in 2021. You had teams like North Carolina projected to possibly go and play in the ACC championship game and be a top 10 team perhaps all season long. They lost in their opening game at Virginia Tech. You got Clemson has a loss. Florida State just lost to an FCS team. What is going on in the Atlantic Coast Conference? We'll let you know 
as an ACC update is going to be coming your way on the Wednesday Y'all Show. We also have our barbecue barrister scheduled to come back on with us. His name is Matt Hermans, and he's going to be dropping by with all kinds of great information about barbecue. Maybe we'll even get him to talk a little barbecue and tailgating. He loves to mix those two favorite pastimes of his up in one happy, happy jambalaya pot. So we'll be talking all that with Matt Hermans our guy for barbecue. He also kind of keeps up with all things Big 12 Conference, and we'll find out about what's happening in Norman as the Sooners have a big battle this weekend. They've got Nebraska coming into town for an old Big 8 battle, now Big 12 versus Big 10. Also, we'll get Matt Hearman's take on the Texas Longhorns. My goodness, they got they got walloped in Reynolds Razorback Stadium Saturday night. We'll also fill you in on the rest of the Big 12 teams, what's going on with the Oklahoma State Cowboys as they get ready to travel all the way out to Boise State for a game here in the coming days. All that will be part of our Big 12 report with Matt Hermans on Wednesday's Y'all Show. Also from Matt Hermans, also coming up on the Wednesday Y'all Show. We'll keep you up to date on what's going on Book World with the latest best-selling books and oh, so much more. We'll have all that lined up for you as part of the fun of our Wednesday Y'all Show. Also, coming up on the Wednesday Y'all Show, we'll scan the South with some good stuff for you that you don't want to miss out on. That's on the Wednesday Y'all Show. Of course, working our way beyond Wednesday on Thursday's Y'all Show, we'll have an SEC report coming your way and let you know about the big SEC East battle taking place in Athens this weekend as Shane Beamer's Gamecocks go over and face off against Kirby Smart and his assistant there in Athens these days, former Gamecock, former Florida coach, Will Muschamp. (laughs) That ought to be a lot of fun between the hedges on Saturday. Also on Thursday, we'll have more country music and entertainment news to be passing along, and we'll share with you some of the great festivals set up for this coming weekend on friday's y'all show it's more of the y'all kickoff show also our buddy craig faulkner will be filing his latest fishing forecast as we wrap up this week of y'all shows so until that time thank you so much for being part of y'all i'm john rawl we will see you back here tomorrow have a great rest of your day If you're worried about your borderline blood pressure, hear how others are taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. Garlic works safely and naturally to support my blood pressure. Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula has a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals, so you know it works. No garlic taste, no garlic breath. Take charge of your blood pressure with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council.